Blue Wire. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is Kyler Murray. This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. Jackson takes it himself. Look at him turn back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. He is Houdini. Touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. Chiefs are Super Bowl champions here in Miami. guys, welcome back to the Established the Past podcast, presented by Clutch Points and our friends at Blue Wire. I'm your host, Blake Level. With me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan. We're back here uh, after our previous episode. We spent uh, going through our top 10 quarterbacks for the 2021 NFL season, and now we turn our attention to the top 10 running backs for the 2021 season. And uh, Dylan, as always, um, this is not something where you and I have uh, conspired to put together our lists before we start. Uh, we are doing this on the fly, meaning that one of us will have the first pick and the other will have to react to make the second pick and so forth to combine it all together for our top 10. Now, uh, Dylan, I am giving you the opportunity this time around because I did get the luxury of having the number one pick on the quarterback list, which uh, I think was fairly easy to, to make a choice there. Uh, we did go with Patrick Mahomes, spoiler alert. Uh, but uh, we will alternate now and you will get the first pick. When it comes to running backs, once we get to the receivers, um, I don't know if I'm going to be excited to have the first pick or not, uh, because I think receivers, it's just only going to get more challenging from here, right? Like we said, the quarterbacks, it wasn't easy, but I think it's going to be easier than running backs, and I think running backs will probably be easier than receivers. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, kind of like we talked about before we started, I I have a general idea for five guys at the top of this list, so that works out great for me to get the the odd picks, one through five, but then after that, it's going to be really all over the place. There's so many guys with so many different skill sets, and you look at whether it be the fantasy numbers, the actual numbers, the uh, even going to my, as you all know, my, I love my football outsider stats, looking at the top-ranked running backs there. So there's all, you know, depending how you look at it, and obviously run blocking is a very important part of being a running back in addition to what they do with the ball. Those kind of things I think should be taken into account. Not sure how much we will on this list. I'll try to a bit for one guy that might sneak in at the end of the list, depending on how we how we go here but uh yeah like you said i think receivers will be man it's you ask whatever any corner i think jalen ramsey today offered his three best or hardest receivers to, to guard in the nfl you ask any corner any top end corner they're probably going to say a different three names it's just so many really talented guys and even for running backs i while i do think again there's five guys that stand out above the rest for me um it's i mean there's just and it's why you know there's just across the nfl it's partially why their their values deflated there's so many just amazing running backs and it's even if uh, one guy leaves a lot of times there's just another guy willing ready to step in and obviously we'll at by the end of the season just like quarterbacks maybe a little bit more though with running backs i feel like we'll have some guys sneak into this top 10 list that aren't going to be on ours by the end of the season guys really rise up really quickly um whether it be rookies or some of these guys that we saw really emerge as rookies last year a lot of a lot of people a lot of really good talent here that it's going to be really hard to narrow down to at least for the back half of the top 10 well i feel like i know where you're headed for number one um (laughs) i just i think it's probably a safe bet with uh who is the the number one running back in the nfl i think that one is I mean, again, like you said, there's there's not a lot maybe that separates some of these guys, but I feel like I know where you're going with number one. Yeah, number one, pretty easy for myself with Derrick Henry here. Over a thousand 
yards more than any other running back after contact the last two seasons. That's just absurd. That, that stat on, on its own is ridiculous. And it's obviously he's such a physical specimen, and you watch him and you, you realize how good he is just from seeing him on the field every day. But all the advanced numbers back it up. He's also a great run-blocking running back. He does anything, everything you don't want to do well. If there's any downside, maybe his pass-catching abilities, but when he does get the ball in his hands in the open field, on, on screen passes mostly with what Tennessee uses and Ford, he's really dynamic. I, honestly, I, w- I want to see him more lined up and just try to see some guys try to guard him on an open route tree. It'd be pretty fun to watch. But, no, he's – I mean, his numbers speak for themselves. Obviously, he has a great offensive line, a great system for what he's able to do. But he's not just uh, hes not just a specimen with his physicality. hes He puts up the numbers. He does everything well. And, uh, you know, again, I, I just want to see him get some more uh, opportunities to catch the ball because when he does – uh, he he can be really dynamic, um, and obviously with Tennessee's offense, only going to be tougher for teams to, to single in on him with Julio Jones coming in and what they're going to be able to do in 2021. Well, <laughs> I don't like being in the number two spot here because I think for you at the number two spot at quarterback was a little bit easier than me being here at the number two spot for the running back because I think there are probably, what would you say? You think there are three, four maybe guys you could put here? Yeah. Um, I really do. Like, I, th- I think there's probably, I think there's three. Um, but man, it's like, how do you, how do you separate these next three in particular? Um, which let's just say, like, let's just say, I'm gonna see if you agree. Like, it's it's Kamara, it's McCaffrey, and Cook. Are those when Nick Chubb? I mean, I guess Nick Chubb though. You could put That's him in there too. That's the one that so. I'd sneak in there, but I'd probably have those three above him. We'll see when I get to the fifth yeah. pick. It might honestly depend on who you pick at number four, but oh. yeah, that, that is that's kind of the list. And depending on where you look, those guys uh, really fluctuate in this area. Um, at this point, it's really a matter of opinion because the numbers aren't all that uh, insanely yeah. different for this group. I think, actually, I am going to go with Dalvin Cook. Um, oh. <laughs> I think just because I feel like, I don't know, like I just, I, I think because like he is just, I think he's one of those that, look, he had the injury we know early on in in his career. Like he, he bounces back from that, but I feel like he's just been, he's been so explosive in terms mm-hmm. of just the number of, I think those like those wow type plays. Like again, don't get me wrong. Like Kamara, McCaffrey, Chubb, like all these guys have made those plays too. But there is something about Dalvin Cook that I just feel like I don't know. But like I think that guy is just I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick him here. I can't say you know again I could make the case for any of these other guys too. But there is just something about Dalvin Cook that I feel like he is someone that I feel pretty good about saying that. Look if. <laughs> If I was put in this position, you know, everything's on the line here. I had to pick one of these four guys. I just, I don't know. I think Dalvin Cook may be the one that's the most versatile of the entire group. Uh, and and I say that, right? I mean, we're talking about McCaffrey and Kamara and Chubb. <laughs> like, they can do it all too. But I'm going to I'm gonna maybe upset some people, but I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I think one part that maybe if I had a number two pick would give him a bit of an edge. I mean, McCaffrey, maybe because of some of the injury issues last year, I really think between those two, that's where I was going to go with if I was number two at this spot. One thing, though, for for Dalvin Cook, his uh, PFF rushing grade, almost 91 over the last two seasons, despite playing with the 15th ranked uh, run blocking offensive ah, line there you by go. PFF standard. He really just, he, he's outperforming what the, what is in front of him. It's not, you know, 
there's a lot of guys that with that offensive line, you know, with a lot of these players, you always have to keep in mind, like, who, did they, who are the teammates, what is the passing game, like the coaching staff, the offensive line. And a lot of a lot of the top running backs do have great situations, not to take anything away from Nick Chubb when we get to him, but honestly, with what they had last year with the running game and you know, even as a run blocking unit in 2019, puts them in a really big place to succeed. I think Dalvin does do more with less than a lot of the some of these guys on this list. I mean, and obviously we don't know if we saw like a Camara or McCaffrey uh, on the Vikings to see what those kind of those guys would be able to do as well. But I think he, I mean, he just has as much of a home run threat as those two, if not more, based on what we just saw last season. He's incredibly tough. Went through a number of injuries down the stretch of the season last year and kept performing at a really high level. But it's the, I think it's the home runs for me that you know that he just consistently gets his 70 yard where he just is an open field just cannot be stopped where I think yeah he just again if McCaffrey had been healthy all of last season maybe I would have given him an edge here but I I do agree with you I think and uh, Dalvin Cook also second in football outsiders DYAR a stat for running backs behind uh, Derrick Henry so again it, it does show that like obviously he puts up the numbers but he's outperforming the, the, the guys around him uh, and he's just just so dynamic. I'm glad that, you know, he's had earlier in his career, missed that almost entire season with injury. I, it's just been a lot of fun to see him healthy on the field. And for the Vikings uh, going into this season, obviously a, a lot of, you know, they have a lot of great players in that offense. Um, but I think Dalvin Cook is, you know, he's the heart and soul of that, of that unit at this point. They really need him. If, when he's on top of his game, the Vikings are a really tough offense to stop. And it really does feed into what they do so well with their play action passing game. And obviously he's a great <laughs> receiving threat himself, like you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, his numbers have gotten better every year in the NFL. I mean, obviously, he's had more carries and such, but, um, like, I think really like his receptions were only down, I think, nine last season. But really, for the mm-hmm. most part, like, everything has gotten better from a running standpoint. And then, again, you know there's not really any drop-off when you're talking about him catching passes, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel, after everything you just said, I feel a little bit better about Dalvin Cook at number two. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think that probably makes your choice a little bit easier than number three. Um, even though, like we said, there are several candidates you could go with. I Yeah, I just think uh, maybe in my mind, I have to put aside some of my biases. I've historically, obviously, <laughs> well, last year I had Dalvin Cook was my uh, main cog for my fantasy football team. But in previous years, all three of his first years in the NFL, I had Alvin Kamara on my team, whether it be drafting him or a trade his rookie year, which uh, at clutch points has uh, gained me a reputation for not wanting to trade with me in fantasy because <laughs> people thought I robbed one of my coworkers, but I did not intentionally do it. I, I did mean well in the moment, did not think Alvin would take off as he did it on the second half of his uh, rookie season. I had to take that out of it, though. I think McCaffrey, if he'd been healthy all year, I, I just think his versatility, what he's able to do also with, you know, with solid offensive lines, but I want to, again, put say that he's never had, like, an elite unit up front, um, and what he's able to do, obviously, is, with his versatility uh, as a receiver is just, I mean, obviously, doubt, I Literally, I do think Dalvin, him, and Kamara do have similar games, but I think McCaffrey's just route running. I mean, Kamara's amazing too, but McCaffrey looks like an actual receiver <laughs> with the way he's able to run yeah. routes, and he's only become more dynamic with what they're doing with Matt Rule. I just, I'm, I'm so excited to see him back on the field, fully healthy, hopefully this season. And I do think he's, I mean, he's deserving of being, pot, you know, after the right season, he could be number two on this list. Uh, as we talked about, I just think Dalvin, though, that what we just saw from last year, it's hard to ignore his ability and what he did against, um, you know, against what he had in front of him. But McCaffrey's just, it's the receiving threat that I, the other guys have that element to their game. I think McCaffrey just has it 
at a more elite level, his hands are also elite. I, another crazy stat. He's had 388 targets in his career, only dropped nine passes, which for yeah. a running back, that's ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll put McCaffrey here at number three. It's it's almost like the opposite of, yeah, with the quarterback list. It felt like last time <laughs> I, I had all the all the difficult picks. This time you have more of the yeah. difficult picks in my mind. Because I do think between these next two, for me, it's Nick Chubb and Alvin Kamara for four and five. I just don't know what order I would put them in. I do think uh, both of them offer a lot. So I'm curious who you're going to go with here. Well, that's where probably some of my bias may come in because I'm going to, I'm going to take Kamara. Um, I just, I think it's kind of like what you said, because you talk about a guy and, and look, I mean, Nick Chubb can, he can catch passes, but we know like he, from a rushing standpoint, like he's, I mean, like he's right there in terms of like, I'm not mm-hmm. saying he's at Derrick Henry's level, but like he's, he's close. Like he's, I mean, just running the ball from that standpoint, like Nick Chubb, may actually be like the second. I don't know. He may be the second best if you want to look at it that way. I, I don't know. You could certainly make that argument. But at the same time, I think that I'm just going to probably value Kamara because, again, he's someone who's proven that when he catches, like he can do a lot of things um, as well as the rushing attack. And I think it's going to be interesting to see this year because, like we said, it's sort of a change for the Saints. Like we don't – I mean, we know what kind of weapons they have from a passing standpoint, but – like it's it's gonna be different, and I think that this is one where they're gonna really look. They've always leaned on Kamara, but I think now it's like he is that proven commodity, you know, outside of of Michael Thomas and such. But it's like he is that proven part of their offense with Drew Brees gone, and and so I feel like they're really going to be in a position where they're gonna lean mm-hmm. on him as much as humanly possible. Um, and yeah, that's why I may actually give him the nod there because I feel like he's he may have the opportunity, even though again Chubb's gonna have a ton of potential and a ton of opportunities in that offense they're not it's not like they're going to go away from him but I think Kamara is probably who I would take in this just because I mean even with some injuries and such I still think that from a talent standpoint like he he may actually be worthy of being higher up on this list um, again maybe even as far as, as number two in my opinion yeah I, I do think that this two through five it's so fluid with where these guys are and what they're able to do uh, Alvin also for not being the, the biggest guy I don't I doesn't maybe doesn't get enough credit for how just physical he is and how he's able to bounce yeah. off tacklers. It just he's so silky, but it like literally looks like he's gonna get taken down hard, and then the guy just like bounces off like it's nothing. It's it's crazy the level of balance he has. His the way he seizes the field. His vision is. I mean, obviously with all these guys, but I think of him and Dalvin the way that they kind of manipulate the uh, as a blocking, letting everything kind of develop in front of them, and then hitting those holes like with that burst. That's what separates Kamara from a lot of really good running backs and obviously the, the numbers bear out his uh, value to this this team over the last few years I last year definitely when Breeze was hurt for a bit he his numbers did go down so it, like you said it will be interesting to see how he fits into everything with this offense he just seemed to fit perfectly I mean Breeze had played with so many guys in his career like you think of Darren Sproles and different guys in their roles that the Kamara obviously took to a different level with being a pro bowler year in year out but um, I don't think you can make a bad choice, like I said, between these two. So I'll just go into yeah, number five here with Nick Chubb. For me, <laughs> a guy that, as much as I talked about, obviously having just the perfect setup with the the offensive line they do and what uh, Kevin Stefanski has done overall uh, with that with their run running game and the design of the plays, I do think Chubb maybe gets a little less credit because of how good those things are. He's amazing himself. He he ranks third in DYAR behind Henry and Cook last season. Obviously, numbers are going to be a bit down from McCaffrey because he didn't play as much, but maybe he would have been up there. But, yeah, Chubb just – I mean, he's a, a force. I talk about Kamara breaking tackles. Nick Chubb 
has the best broken tackle rate in the NFL the last two seasons, 124 broken tackles and 488 carries, another PFF stat here. Um, I mean, he's just, he does everything. He, he's literally like, I mean, such a violent runner. Like he, he got, obviously Derrick Henry, there's a lot of memes about how no one wants to tackle that guy. And if you, you know, how terrible it would be to like look at, be looking at him coming full speed down the hole. But I think Nick Chubb's right there in terms of my fear factor of who I don't want running at me <laughs> yeah. at the running back position. He's like, he's just a freaking bull. And the, the guy also sees the field really insanely well. Another great receiving threat. I think maybe his receiving game a little underrated because he's had some issues with the drops early in his career, but I think he's really worked on that well and uh, uh, just fits really well into what Cleveland does. And again, obviously they have the great offensive line, but I do think he, as much as that, uh, you know, has an impact on his ability. I, I think maybe we lose track of how great he is on his own, uh, just because he has the perfect setup there with with uh, arguably the first or second ranked offensive line in terms of run blocking last year. Well, here, here, once again, I'm in a once spot again, yeah. where it's like <laughs> now we 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 sit here for you know 15 minutes and talked up these top five guys, but it's like. It's not that there's a drop off, but it it is sort of where it's okay. Well, number six, I feel like there's there can be a wide range here of where you could go. I feel like at this spot, yeah, I've actually I think I've narrowed it down to two somehow um, because there's a couple I'm just gonna I don't think I can put in yeah. that same category. And, and look, there's one guy that I'm curious to see how far he falls down this list because if we're doing this list two seasons ago. I think I know who you're talking about. You, you know what I'm talking about. But actually, you know what? There's there's two guys. There's two guys I think we could say that about. Because I think now that I'm looking, I'm like, well, there's actually two guys if we'd have made this list two or three years ago. I feel like probably would have been locks to be in the top five, but yet they're not. Are they in the same division? <sighs> they are guessing. in the same yes, division. I think I know. Um, <laughs> but I'm not going to pick either one of them here at, uh-huh. um, at number six because I'm going to go with a guy which <laughs> – we talk about wide range of possibilities just in the 2021 season, depending on what happens with his quarterback. Um, yeah. But I just, I, we, we've talked about this on the podcast. Like Aaron Jones is one of those guys mm-hmm. that has been so good that I just don't think he's gotten the credit for because he plays for Aaron Rodgers. Like, yeah. I mean, he just plays with, you know, one of the best quarterbacks that's done it. So I, I'm going to put him here, though, because I, I think his stats are kind of sneaky good when you go back and, like, I'm looking mm-hmm. at his stats from the past several seasons, and it's just like, this guy is, I mean, and, and I think that's one of the things where, you know, when the Packers were struggling, whatever it was, a couple seasons ago or, or whatever, mm-hmm. I, I guess, but it's like most people thought, why is this guy not more involved? You know, I guess was that, that was probably the end of the McCarthy era, I assume, mm-hmm. is when that happened. Uh, it all runs together at this point, but um now you kind of see that like you've seen what he's done the past couple seasons and uh so yeah i'm actually gonna pick aaron rogers or aaron jones here at number six and aaron jones is gonna hope that aaron Rodgers uh is still there because that will probably make his stock uh right where it needs to be here at number six yeah i think he's a a sneaky guy for the top five and makes a lot of sense here if i had the pick i probably would have gone with him partially just dyar again he's fourth behind henry cook and chubb just getting the job done regardless of the team around him. Obviously there's a lot of weapons in that offense, but, and Matt LaFleur and, uh, you know, coming from the Shanahan tree really does lend well to, to running back success. But I mean, he does everything well. He does all the things that we talk about with that, that group of three guys with Cook, Kamara, McCaffrey. The skill set is very similar in terms of his ability to run routes, catch the ball, do everything, be as physical as you want, see the field. I mean, yeah, he, he's, and he's never, like you're saying, like looking at his numbers, he's always been good. Like he's never had a bad 
season. He's never really missed a lot of time. He's always been super consistent for for Green Bay and a, a guy that maybe just because of the team he plays for and the expectations that are there, maybe gets a little undersold, like you're saying. So um, I think, obviously, happy that he stayed in Green Bay, happy they're able to figure out a deal for him to be there. And a guy that I think you know had – had the fumbles in the NFC title game, some things uh, that didn't go his way, but I think he'll bounce back really well. And a guy that, again, is just not that far off, maybe just a, a, a tick below that, that group of three guys that have, you know, when I think of what they are able to do on the football field, that's like a, a prototype for the modern running back. Obviously, not everyone has to fit into that. You see what Derrick Henry does and obviously Nick Chubb, but being able to be such a threat in the passing game, being able to, to block, being able to uh, obviously run the ball efficiently as well. It's just, he does, he checks every box and that's why, you know, the Packers paid $12 million a year for him. He's not just, he's not just a running back. Same way that the Saints pay Alvin Kamara. These guys bring something beyond the position that has really made them into almost really a running back receiver hybrid with what they're able to do on the field. Yeah. I, I think that, yeah, the, the more I thought about it, like comparing him to some of the others. And again, we'll, I think we'll get to both of these two guys that we were kind of teasing a minute ago, but maybe not. Um, I think we'll get to one of them for sure. I don't know about the other one, but uh, yeah, I just think that he's a, He's one that, you know, again, if you're making this list and you're not like, I don't even know if it's like one of those name value things, but I feel like people would probably pick a couple guys ahead of him just based off of, I don't know, like maybe just the, the high has been higher, but mm-hmm. like their low has also been kind of below what he's been like. He's just kind of been that yep. sort of solid um, playmaking type guy. And it, even if it hasn't been, you know, even if he hasn't had a Derrick Henry type season, um, he's still someone that I feel like he just, yeah, he, he's sort of that rock that you can put in mm-hmm. that, that range. So yeah, we're going to go with uh, him at number six. So I think that that makes an interesting number seven here, because like I said, I feel yeah. like we're, we're in that range now where there's several possibilities you could go with. Yeah. The, the two guys I know that I believe you mentioned <laughs> or alluded to are Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley. Yes. And I just, it's, I think especially with Zeke, the, the, narrative because of last season was obviously the, the fumbles and the Cowboys themselves and everything just the narrative flips so far back that he's probably <laughs> not respected enough yeah. like there was a point where it was like oh wow they should have given him that contract and you know yeah he's he's everyone's quarterback he's was the best, injured he's I over mean, it yeah on, oh you know. exactly <laughs> um and then obviously with Saquon it's like if he's and that's the that's the problem with this like this list isn't you know it, it's almost as, as, like we I feel like I have to like assume this is like if they were all healthy and if that's the case, then Saquon probably is even a little higher, I guess, because yeah. like if we just haven't seen it outside of what his rookie year, really like. I say, but he, I think you have more questions because with him, because like you said, outside of one season, we don't really know. Yep. So that's the tough part. I the thing is like when he's healthy, we see the skill set. We see the he does everything that we talk about with these other that group, but he's just on even a different level of athleticism. And it's obviously. He's just as intimidating the, the run down the hole, but then also just his elusiveness is the plays he can make in the open field. It's it's a it's always a big question mark with him. And I think the part like the part for me that might give Zeke a bit of an edge is as much as like you're saying Dak's gone and we see how dominant he can be. The once dominant offensive line that the Cowboys had is not there the same way. So I, I just the thing Zeke is just a really good. I mean, he doesn't get enough credit as a pass blocker. I mean, I think he's amazing in that, in that aspect of his game. Uh, man, this is a it's a couple of tough guys. Other guys in this range that I'm sure we'll get to. One, I'll, I'll just mention one name for me that's 
uh, probably a tier below the top six, but is close to this area is, is Josh Jacobs from the yeah. Raiders. Um, I just don't know if I can put him quite above both these guys. Man, it's 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 tough, but I you know as much as as much <laughs> as there's the question marks about even his you know going into some of the seasons with his um, his, his with his uh, fitness in terms of how healthy and just like how how ready to go Zeke is in terms of how he tr- treats his body in the off season, I think that's probably a little oversold and. I think it's uh, this might be a season with Dak coming back healthy, where we see Ezekiel show why he's in this range. And for like you said, for a couple of years ago, it would have been easily a, a you know three, four, probably in this in the kind of guy in the top five. So not too far back here. Um, I, I think that you know he still you know his it's a, a career low four yards per game, but that's not. I don't know. I just I, I think there's a little bit too much made about. Like you said, like what they're what he was playing with at quarterback each week. Teams knew that they were going to have to run yeah. the ball. It put him in some pretty bad positions, and obviously the fumbles are a concern. I just between as much as Saquon, I, I love to watch and want to believe that he'll be healthy and we can see him on a field for a full season. And maybe it's just a little more of me being uh, conservative on this and wanting to wait and see that again. Um, so I'll, I'll go with Zeke here, but it's. It, this is for me uh, so far in the list out of my picks, easily my toughest. <laughs> yeah, and, and obviously we can just put Saquon at number eight. I think that I would, I I was with you like in terms of Josh Jacobs. Like I, I imagine you're either going to take him at nine or I'll take him at ten. I don't think I would leave him out of the top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I would still probably put these two ahead of him. Um, and you know I, I I'm probably with you. Like I would have went this order. I I probably would have taken Zeke at seven and then Saquon at eight just because. Like you said, I I think we you have to put this in a like I know we're doing this for this season, but I also think you can't just look back at last season and only pick from like just what you saw last season. So yeah. you know we we are doing this looking ahead for one season, but I think what we've like compiling our opinions are not just from one season. Like we're doing it over the course of what we've seen, and I think that's where with Zeke, like you said, I just like last season was just I mean when you lose you know a guy that legitimately. Know, could have been in the MVP conversation if mm-hmm. all goes according to plan. Um, it's just a big deal. And, you know, I mean, no disrespect to Andy Dalton and everyone else that uh, <laughs> Ben DiNucci and whoever else played quarterback for the, for the for the Cowboys last year. But um, they're, they're not Dak. And so that that was just something that was not ever going to be sort of a normal situation for Zeke last year. So I'm with you. I think I would take him at 7-2. Uh, Saquon, again, Potential's there. We've seen it before, but I think we want to see a little more of it maybe before we rank him ahead of some of those other guys. Um, so I guess that leads to number nine. I don't know if it is going to be as simple as Josh <laughs> Jacobs, but uh, if so, I will tell you, number 10 is going to be possibly the toughest choice we've had of any of these episodes thus far because how I'm going to narrow it down to the final uh, pick at number 10, I have no idea. And you, made, you made a good point about how you can't look at just last season because what I'm having a little tr- trouble with is looking at some of the, obviously, the regular stats, but then the advanced numbers of some guys last year and obviously being present makes a big, <laughs> has yeah. a huge role in DYAR. It kind of compiles the same way baseball and war does to an extent. Like you have to be on the field a lot to compile. So it just by nature of being healthy, some of the top 10 guys that I don't think are going to make our list, Antonio Gibson at number eight, yeah. uh, Daryl Henderson, number nine, Gus Edwards and Josh or uh, JK Dobbins, both in the top 10. So you got some names that are guys that are just in really good systems um, that have been efficient that I think that, uh, you know, are uh, a great running backs that have a chance to be on this kind of list down the line. But the one season thing, that's where I, especially for even a, a Jonathan Taylor, who's 
probably one of the best blocking pass blocking uh, running backs in the entire NFL, let alone just as a rookie. I think obviously we were high on him last year, but I still want to see more. So there's there's two guys for me at this point that are in this top two. I'm only going to say one because I'm curious if you'll pick the other one. <laughs> um, so I'll I'll go with Jacobs here. Uh, I I think he gets a little underappreciated sometimes for what he can do as a receiver. I think he's a fantastic uh, passing option in, in John Gruden's offense. Uh, he's been excellent at both of his uh, NFL seasons. I obviously well, they have. A, a system that relies on him a, quite a bit, but they've, and they've had some other running backs in there, but there's it's just not quite the same as when he's healthy. He's obviously insanely explosive. Does it's just maybe it's just a tier behind the guys again that we mentioned, uh, that uh, Nick Chubb and uh, kind of that that's this group of running backs that we've just talked about in the, the latter part of the list. But I, I don't think he's that far off. I think he's he's just really really consistent, does everything well, and uh, a guy that also insanely tough has played through some really brutal injuries um i can't doubt how much he wants to be on the field for the raiders and i i don't know what you know as great as their offense has been the last few years uh, obviously and you know even if <laughs> we talked about Derek Carr, and even though they get uh bashed a little bit um sometimes for obviously they haven't made the playoffs and things like that they obviously have a pretty bad defense right now but i think jacobs is on that level i think he's just right on this cusp of this top 10 i, I think nine is probably the right spot for him um, it maybe could have gone, you know, one pick up or one pick back, but I think, like you said, he, he belongs on this list. He's the only, yeah, he's third in the NFL and broken tackles behind uh, over the last two seasons behind Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb, and those are the kind of, like he runs. He's not quite Nick Chubb, but I think he's not as far off of his style as him, um, and I think he deserves to be on this list. Oh boy, well, <laughs> I like you said, the problem here is where. It's tough to go with someone like Jonathan Taylor, like you said, because you just the sample size is smaller. Yeah. Although I think probably if we're we're doing this a year from now, I think he's probably on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not doing this a year from now; we're doing this now. And uh, James Robinson's another one of those guys. I was like, yeah, my God, this guy had such a great year, and it's but you just it's really hard. Uh, I think also you know knowing that the Jags. Uh, did take a running back as well in the first round and you're just sort of like mm-hmm. okay well you don't know what his role is going to be um so to me i've narrowed it to i think i've narrowed it to two guys i think it's either Boy. i think it's either joe mixon mm. or well <laughs> the two guys i i actually may just be joe mixon um you know i go down my list here and i'm like joe mixon Chris Carson, I mean, I just—he's in that range, but yeah, but I just don't think I'm—I don't know—I just don't think I'm putting Chris Carson in the top ten if it's me. Um, I know some people are, are probably higher than others, but I think also I am as well trying to look at it as the one season thing. And if you know, I mean, the Seahawks—you just never know. Like this, just sort of. Um, but the thing is, though, like with Mixon, like his offensive line has been horrendous. Yes. And so. Yeah. <laughs> Well, mm, this is a tough one for me. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I think I will probably go with Joe Mixon. Um, I'm not confident about that because I think that, again, like, something about Chris Carson, I don't know if it's him. Like, maybe, and again, maybe this is where, like, bias comes in, but I think it's sort of the, 
the flip-flop nature sometimes of the Seahawks and like just wondering and maybe that's not fair to him and maybe that's not fair to the criteria we're using but <laughs> eh, it's um I, I don't know I'll, I'll go with Mixon I don't feel great about it but I think Mixon's line just is the big question but I think he's I think he's good enough to where it's like He's also surrounded with some, you know, having Burrow back, he's going to be surrounded, I think, in a, in a better situation. But yeah, I'll I'll go with Joe Mixon. I I feel good about that, too. He's the guy that I was alluding to that I almost took at number nine, actually. I yeah. He's such a good receiver out of the backfield. And like, similar to some of these guys that we've talked about with injuries, only playing in six games last season, it just doesn't help. But at the same time, you see what he can do when he's on the field. Has had... Again, not the opposite of some of these guys on this list that have had great situations with their offensive lines. I just think yeah. that, like, if you had plugged them into some different teams that we've gone through with these running backs, uh, particularly a division rival there in Cleveland, I just, not to take away from Nick Chubb, because I think Nick's definitely better, but I feel like if you threw Mixon into that offense, what he'd be able to do as a receiver, it wouldn't be that far off of maybe the role that we kind of see with Kareem Hunt taking on there. Um, yeah. And even, uh, he can definitely do more, and I think, Kareem Hunt's probably an interesting guy. That if he I was, was going to say, like, running back, if I he was a starter, like I think he would be in our top ten. If he was a, like, for example, <laughs> let's take Kareem Hunt and let's say he was the starting running back for. Let me just pull off a random. Um, let's say, I don't know, like the the Eagles or Washington or like someone <laughs> like that. I think he's probably in our top ten, but I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. So. No, I, I definitely think so, and I, I don't think what he's done is just because of where he's playing. He's he's ridiculous. He breaks tackles. He's a great receiver. But I think Joe Mixon just he just needs he almost at times you see it like there'll be certain games, and I know fantasy owners know this really well. But you, you see him, and it's like wow, he's like look what this guy can do. And then the injuries have always been an issue. But uh, I think this again maybe too high on the Bengals train. I don't know. I I'm excited to see what I don't think they're a playoff team by any means, but I I'm excited to see what that offense can do. And I think him being healthy, them really continuing to retool that offense line. Obviously they take Jamar chase instead of Sewell in the first round, but they, they do get their offense alignment in the second round. And I, they have been already working on the positions. Jonah Williams all, all year last year injured. So it's like, we didn't get to see their number one pick uh, after Burrow from a, a year ago. So I think those kind of things will lead, uh, tend to, to give Mixon a shot here. But like you said, it's, it's a tough spot, and I do think one of these one of these rookies. I don't know from last season, at least. Uh, maybe, obviously, who knows about uh, what Najee Harris can do and Etienne there with Jacksonville. But I, I do think maybe one of these guys that's going into their second year will definitely be in this in this top ten. I, as a Rams fan, obviously hope Cam Akers can be that guy. I thought over the last half of the season he was great. It's going to be interesting to see what he does with Stafford there. But I think between Dobbins and Taylor, really the two that when you look at the advanced numbers that they can do as blockers yeah Dobbins finishing all the way at sixth in, in DYAR and the entire NFL is pretty insane for you know just a little bit under just because of the way that the nature of that offense and not how much credit's given to Lamar and should be and uh, how much they do run the ball I think Dobbins just as the season progressed maybe early in the year you didn't see him on the field all the time and as the year went on it was like this dude's doing everything right he's even if he's not getting the ball uh, he's such a factor for that team so I think one of these one of that group uh, is going to jump in there I think the Kareem Hunt and Washington example is a good one I would have loved to see what he yeah. could have done there um, obviously excited for what Antonio Gibson continues to do but yeah it's just it speaks again to the end of this list I think to how much talent there is at this position across the NFL there's names that we haven't even said that might get into this top 10 list by the, the end of next season who knows it's there's just so many uh, good running backs, and it makes for obviously as fantasy fan that fans that works out 
really well for us. Obviously, it works out for your <laughs> opponents as well. But um, yeah, I think I'm I'm pretty comfortable with this list. I I don't think there's anyone that's not deserving by any means. I and I if if there are if anyone does make the list, that's great, and it speaks to what they're going to be able to do in this season. So. Hey, not I'm, too far off now. I'm still on the Austin Eckler train too. I think he yeah. um he's been a big fantasy success for me over the years. And now, again with Justin Herbert, we I mean we put him in our top ten quarterbacks. Um, I think you know he's he's in a good situation now too with an offensive minded uh, head coach as well there, a uh, new system maybe. So yeah, he's someone else that I would look at. Hey, maybe David Montgomery actually having a quarterback now. Yeah, that that could mm-hmm. help too. So <laughs> that's one name where I think about where. He was on a different team. Like, what kind of numbers would he produce at this point? That's a good point. Yeah. So if Justin uh, Fields can can be that, maybe Dave Montgomery's on that list. So real quick on your quarterback comment, I don't know if you saw ESPN had an article come out today with execs from across the league ranking their top ten quarterbacks, and it was not that different from our list. But they had <laughs> Matthew Stafford at number six. Ah. I found so there you go. Really, really encouraging, but it's also sparked a lot of spirited Twitter debate today about Stafford. <laughs> well, I mean, I I thought that uh, I was putting him maybe a little bit high uh so hey we had him at uh i'm not even gonna i'm not gonna reveal where we had him but uh, you'll have to listen to the the podcast to find out where we had him but i thought i had him a little high uh so uh, i think that was one that was actually a little difficult but yeah i mean it's um it's gonna be interesting and like we said i think the quarterback one was much easier to do this one was difficult because again beyond probably number one I think there's a, you know, you have that two to five range, like we said, then I think you've probably got like a six to eight range and then picking the last two of nine and 10 is just are very hard to do. So uh, I think, I think receivers is going to be pretty much the same uh, as running backs. Oh, I think it's going to be really hard. Like right now off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of them like, where am I going to put like, uh, who knows, but uh, I might have to start prepping now. Yeah. I was going to say, I've got the number one pick on the next one. So I've got to, I've got to start prepping here because uh, I think this one's going to be a challenge. Uh, because again, too, we have to know we're we're ranking a position that you know there's more players being used uh, at a you know there's just a lot of players to choose from. So uh, yes, it's uh, going to be interesting to see on the receivers. But uh, that will be our next episode. But for now, Dylan, I've got everything uh, going on over at Clutch Points. Of course, the NBA Finals uh, going on as well, and uh, all the offseason stuff in the NFL as things really start to crank up here pretty soon. Um, and uh, yeah, we just uh, got a lot going on over there. Yeah, you can follow the rest of the NBA Finals in the Clutch Points app and on clutchpoints.com. Tons of content coming out daily there. You can follow the game in the app. You can follow all the MLB rest of the regular season and playoffs eventually in our Clutch Points app. has have every sport covered now more so than ever really with our efforts to cover a lot of our coverage of the Euro Cup that just finished up and obviously more events coming up, British Open this week. So lots of things you can find at clutchpoints.com. Obviously, the NFL side, we've been going through, you know, last-minute pre-training camp trades for it seems like a lot of people like everyone loves the trade articles so we got some more of those coming out more looking at some guys on the verge of possibly being roster cuts on certain teams and uh yeah we'll have a lot more fantasy content probably within a couple weeks into july usually is when we start really ramping up that so we'll have that covered i'm sure eventually on this podcast too but also on (laughs) clutchpoints.com yes check it all out there and uh be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use. Uh, just search for Stafford's the Past. And, uh, yes, thanks, as always, to the fine folks at Blue Wire for all that they do. And uh, thank you, as always, for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time here on the Stafford's the Past podcast.